and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I uh, were aspiring writers with a very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So to solve this problem, we issue a challenge. Each week we sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story from you wonderful listeners, and then we talk about the rest. Mm-hmm. Exacto mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, doof media production. production. I don't know if y'all can tell anything different about the sound, mm-hmm. but because uh, because there is a difference. Can anyone tell me what the difference is? The difference is that we're live, baby. Yeah, we're in person. Live um, in person. After what? Like the last time we, we were it's in literally person. been like a year, two years. Yeah. Like, something oh my like god. That. Back back in your old apartment. apartment. I think. Well, that was that was just a year ago. I had an apartment last year. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it was last year. This, this pandemic year is that's it's true. Two years long. Yeah, it's really weird to think about stuff that was only a year ago. It really <laughs> does feel like it's been two years. Because I know, like, I think the pandemic was only for the summer, but I guarantee that was like three different years each mm-hmm. each month. Yeah, every so. season, different year. Anyway, um, yeah, because I just wa- I wanted to go to Denton and look at stuff, and mm-hmm. you're here, so yeah, well. always. You, um, can, you can hit the uh, square, hit hit yes. Opera House, yeah, the Opera House. I don't know anything about the Opera House. Opera House is like a giant bookstore. Really? Yeah, it's just really really cool. They have books and they have like CDs and DVDs. Do they have opera? Probably opera CDs. That's 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 crazy that you you've never been. I never even heard of it. Really? I know about recycled books. I only knew about recycled books last year, which is really embarrassing. I'm pretty sure that's recycled the same books. Place. What? what? Was it, it an opera house before? Is that it? It was, it was like called it. the Opera House. Okay, because that's like when you when you, when you look at it, mm. it's the pink building. I don't know. Okay, well, um, yeah. When you walk in there, and then there's a whole bunch of books there. There's a lot of the bookstore. The bookstore, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have I'm in the square. Yes. Yes. Okay, I've been there. Yes. Okay. Well, Only once. Okay, but I guess you didn't know it was called Not the Opera House. House. No. Okay. No. Because the actual name of the store is Recycled Books. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know how many of their books are recycled, but it is a secondhand book. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, yeah, it's a very very cool place in Denton. Very indie. People Very. always joke about um, going through the vinyls and and then meeting the goth uh, girl you love or the indie boy you will have Fall trauma with. with. Yeah, have trauma. Well, also the the goth girl you have trauma. Yes, with. it's let's, very let's, but two let's different. Be mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but there are different kinds of, of, of trauma. The uh, the indie boy trauma is just a little bit more dangerous. You know? Yeah, and a little bit cringier. Yeah, a little bit cringier. Self serving Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> regardless but uh actually i i have a story that i might tell you later about how i was actually going through the oh the you, vinyl you had section. a meet cute in I recycled did. books yes wow. but it turns out um it just didn't work out oh, it just, just didn't work out yeah yeah i was <laughs> i was i was looking in the uh in the metal section right. she, she was looking in the punk section oh shit yeah so we were two sides of the same coin but mm-hmm. just, oh. that's too bad yeah. wait did you all go on a date no of oh, course not well, that's too bad i have no self-confidence oh, that's you terrible by now. you should have too much self-confidence yeah i mean hey i'm really good at bars because i'm <laughs> i'm really glad um yeah so anyway we're in person yeah. that's our intro um but we can we can actually do our podcast that we have together yes that we've been doing for two years the amazing that was good i like that the uh, amazing do the right thing podcast which 
uh, speaking of the same podcast, the words that we had for this week, uh, this month's topic being a uh, one scene story, basically a story that takes place within one scene, whether it's one lo- location, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the words that accompany these fantastic stories we will be reading and talking about this week were pin, put, pipe, and mobile. Yeah, fun fun words, fun alliteration. I did make a mistake where when I posted it on the on the subreddit, I put pin pipe pipe mobile, <laughs> mobile. <laughs> pin so pipe pipe. Um, but we also made a mistake two weeks ago where uh, episode one twenty two, I accidentally posted one twenty one again. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so maybe that was because that we we didn't get that many stores. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. No. Could be. Uh, but yeah, those are the words for this week, and the wonderful story we will be reading live on the podcast is by Sarah Penguin, uh, with Grave Situation. Yeah, um, Sarah Penguin's been writing for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I we read this story, and um, I think it's really emblematic of how Sarah Penguin has, has grown as a writer over time. Yeah, Mondo growth. Yeah, it's really, really cool, so uh, we thought we'd read this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Penguin does mention that... Uh, the story is actually using words from last week, but we figured it, I mean, it is do the right thing and it fit the, this week really, really well. So, oh, why not? So this story is called Grave Situation. I found a parking spot under a tree and hoped it would be enough to keep the summer sun off the car so I wouldn't get baked alive when I got back. My fingers tapped against the steering wheel, a nervous habit of mine. There was no real rhythm, as I had muted the radio five minutes into the drive. The upbeat songs I kept playing grated on me today. A glance in the rearview mirror had me locking eyes with the excited German Shepherd sitting in the back seat. Her tail started wagging. I turned off the engine, and a lit-up radio that was playing silently went with it. I reached over to the passenger seat and picked up the supermarket flowers I bought as soon as the store opened. I had no idea what type of flowers they were, I just got them because they were purple and yellow, and looked nice enough. The ratio was too far in yellow's favor, but that was to be expected with cheap flowers. The plastic that wrapped the flowers rustled as I picked them up and got out of the car. The smell of dew still on the grass hit me as soon as I was out of the car. I opened the back door and grabbed Sir Barksalot's lead and pulled her out by it. Ready to go see your owner? I asked her. She gave in a woo and nuzzled her face into my hand that was holding the leash. Her wet nose left a damp patch on me. I pulled her lead and followed the path out of the car park and into the cemetery. The wide expanse of land had rows upon rows of graves. There were breaks between groups of graves. There were breaks between groups of graves where trees, flowers, and bushes had been left to grow. It had always felt jarring seeing the plants, birds, bees, and other life running around a place that I associated with death. Life that was in full bloom as summer rolled on. I never got how they decided where graves would go and where trees would go. Was that land no good for digging? Or did they just want to make the place less depressing? As we weaved through rows of graves, Sir barks a lot, stopped and growled. I caught something moving fast towards a bush. A squirrel? A bunny, maybe? I gave a tug on the leash, and she followed me, ignoring the bush that had captivated her. I didn't see another person. The place was normally quiet, 
the only time you really got lots of people here was during a burial. The most life in the place was when there is a recent death. Is that irony? Never quite sure what is or isn't irony. When I found the location, I sat down in front of the grave. The ground was dry, so I didn't mind that, but I quickly got up to brush away the stones I sat on before returning to a sitting position. Sir put her head into my lap and rested. The grave was plain, just a stone slab that said, in loving memory, and then the usual details. Sorry for taking so long to get here. It's been... Well, you know. I have no idea what to say. They always talk in movies and books, but how do I have a one-sided conversation? I place the flowers onto the grave. Well, here you go. Never got why we give flowers. Like, here you go, some flowers we cut the roots off of and will slowly rot and wither to commemorate the fact that you're doing the same. I bet you would be the only one in the room to laugh at something like that. Your sense of humor was always off. I began to stroke Sir. Her fur was cut short, and I could feel her slow breathing as I ruffled her fur. Well, I thought it was time to bring her to visit her owner. I would say I have been taking care of her for you, but really she has been looking after me. Forcing me to get out of bed to feed her. Gotta leave the house to walk her. She's a cuddly sort. A bit needy, but I guess dogs take after their owners, huh? I, can fear, I could feel the tears welling up in my eyes and fought them off, swallowing the lump forming in my throat too. I got the key in the box it opens. Been too afraid to open it. I don't know if it's because it will make it more real. The last thing I need to do before your affairs are in order. Or it's because... Was what's in the box really worth it? Worth losing you? I don't want it. I I wiped at the tears forming, and Sir let out a concerning whine and nuzzled against me. I, um... I think I'm just gonna sit here for a bit, if that's alright with you. Well, alright, yeah, that is a fantastic story. I really enjoy how it allows us to really sit in this somber feeling, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I really love how this main character is speaking about this this other person that, that has passed with so much love, you know? And that really does bleed through the um, page. Also, I think that the addition of this dog being being there mm-hmm. does bring a sense of levity to it, mm-hmm. uh, which I do enjoy. So it is really like playing with the different tones and really, I guess, changing the uh, throttle at, at certain points. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a story that has this much weight to it could have really... Um, drove in really far into um just how sad this is and uh the emotions and how they they can overflow um also the moment when the um when the voice does like say that it it, that they want to take that that moment that moment and just sit i think that was a really strong choice Mm -hmm. and something i really don't see too often in 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 a lot of fiction pieces how this voice characters really like humanize so much Mm -hmm. to where we understand their their pain and we understand why they are uh, here and exactly why they want to take this moment without you know spelling out the emotions that are uh, bubbling up and i Mm -hmm. think that's just a testament to how this story can really relate to the reader yeah um i think it does a really good job of uh showing versus telling Mm -hmm. right 
Um, you know, there's not a line that just says, I felt sad or whatever, yeah. um, which has its own place, of course. But uh, there's a really good... I, I think we get the, the sort of confusion, the sort of not, you know, fully grasping it um and then sort of that teetering on the edge of like understanding but also breaking down mm-hmm. and they don't want to go over um so i thought that was really really good i so sarah penguin writes about how this was a very much like a um a sit down and explore kind of story with yes, like definitely. a vague idea and then sort of going with that and i i feel like that probably helped out a lot as you're you know leaving some of those questions open like obviously we don't need to know the details of like uh who this person was and how they die and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not important to this because it's it's about the person mourning. Um, if I am going to have a, a, a question, I wasn't quite sure about what was going on with the the box exactly, but I don't think that's that important. Yeah. I mean, um, I was assuming that the box was like something left behind. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, like on the same token, I don't like this. This story does a really, really great job of omitting certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, we omit the past of the other person who uh, just just died which i think really works here because mm-hmm. it's not about them it's about this this yeah. grieving process we don't even get the name on the grave and i think that's okay too yeah. I th- actually i definitely prefer that we don't see the name on the grave mm-hmm. because it's one of those stories where uh putting names makes it too specific exactly where yeah. if you leave it off it, it is more universal both for the main character not having a name and the the grave, I think for sure. Yeah, and definitely. A dog's a dog, so you can have the dog. Name, <laughs> yeah, but Mister Barks a lot. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and I think like on the same topic, this is a very universal story. Mm-hmm. You know, this this almost reads like a therapeutic story, if mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, just to get those emotions out. But I can definitely see this story having a lot of benefit, if mm-hmm. if, if if that makes sense, because it is speaking to. Uh, this universal grieving process, this confusing, uh, this confusion after someone does does pass, um, and yeah, I just think it's really strong in that aspect. Yeah, um, mentioning the confu- the confusion as after someone's passed, I think that carries across with all the questions that the the character is asking. Mm-hmm. They're not asking like why are you gone, this or that. It is, but it's very much like they're caught in wonderings of not under standing all the stuff around death i thought those were really that really built the character and the character's voice for me especially like um you know looking at all the the life and stuff and asking about that i felt i think there was like one too many questions where i think it like showed up um like a little too commonly but other than that um i think it worked really really well um and i think we can learn from that that it's um a really great way for us to characterize their characters like what are they asking about yeah you know? exactly what and what what are their answers to those questions mm-hmm. um and i and like on the same topic of these these questions i do feel that there is that fine line between asking questions being a convention of the actual piece itself mm-hmm. versus um it being that character moment mm-hmm. so like uh going back to uh when you said that there might have been one too many questions i i do feel like you know if there were questions spread out throughout it to where like after after every line the uh character is you know asking something mm-hmm. without there being like a uh, answer i think that is still good but i do enjoy how in this the questions are sort of limited to one space sure after this tension is is being built up from the beginning so it's kind of like a blowout if that makes sense um, i'm not entirely sure yeah 
<laughs> okay. Basically, the 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 tension within this piece is being built to this moment when they are asking these these questions, right? Okay. To where these questions aren't being asked directly to the reader, mm-hmm. uh, it, and the and what the question says itself doesn't really matter. The fact is that the character is stuck in this confusion, okay. this 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 sense of wonderment, sure. right? And I feel that, like as we said, that's a really good good moment mm-hmm. that that worked to uh, further characterize this 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 character. Um, um, something yeah. I, I did notice when I was reading it um, is that uh, the tense changed by the end. I ended up like automatically correcting it as I was speaking, just because it felt weird to say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the beginning is more in past tense, and then but present tense continues to pop up, and mm-hmm. I just I relate to that. There's times where I'm writing a story, and it really feels like the story wants to go present tense or yeah. wants to go past tense, um, and I think that's interesting. It, sometimes it's just because we're in a habit of writing in a certain tense, and other times it's because it feels like the story should be written that way. Yeah, um, and I think just trying to identify which one of those it is while you're writing a story, um, and then. It, like obviously stick to one tense generally yeah right generally. unless if you have a reason not mm-hmm. to but um if you do keep slipping into another tense identifying yeah. why or, or at least you know yeah exactly wonder why uh i remember a old teacher that uh, that we both have uh miroslav mm-hmm. um basically said that his own view on it is that most stories should be written in past tense i think he's a um, traditionalist though he is he is very much i mean his, what his favorite uh author was kafka who was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Well, it I mean, was, it was a Russian guy that he <laughs> liked. Um, but I mean, I I do find that there is a certain amount of validity in that because it does like link very much so to how stories are being traditionally told. That's as true. Something that they that happen happened. in the past. Exactly. So you know, I think for for me, that's that's a nice rule of thumb that like if it is in present tense, I would I think you should identify the reason as to why it need be in present tense. Same with using first first person. Mm. Like what does what does making this in first person add to it versus if it was in third person? You know, and just being conscious of that, I think, is a um, Im- important tool that you need to use. Mm-hmm. To go on a uh, a tangent about perspectives, yes, um, and stuff. Something that I wonder occasionally. Well, I, I remember reading critiques sometimes, um, either from like professors or just like random people online, and other stuff saying stuff about present tense where they say that it brings them out of the story because it's not the story can't actually be told in present tense in real life because you can't you wouldn't tell a story as if it was actually happening, happening. in the moment yeah because whereas past tense it, you are just telling a story that happened in the past right mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because um almost every story now especially does not have a conceit at the beginning saying this is a true st- story yeah. you know they, i mean a lot of them do but um, especially if you look at old novels, they basically all do that. They say, this is a story I heard. You know, if you read Frankenstein, it's like, I received this letter. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Um, they, like, built that frame. Yeah, exactly. But that went away over time. And I wonder if that's sort of the same kind of thing with present tense, where it's like, you don't actually have to tell us why we're in present tense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. someone recording your thoughts or whatever. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. But, like, maybe that's, like, we just haven't built up the, like, um, weight of the like normality of that. I see. You know? That. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. 
Uh, yeah, because I mean, something I noticed, and I could be wrong about this, but a lot of YA fiction is yes, in present tense. A lot, yes. Um, and I think the usage of that is to not only capture this uh, this moment, and it makes what is happening on on the page does have a bit more weight when it's in present tense because mm-hmm. it's unfolding as it's happening versus the normal con- convention of this happened in the past, but since I'm still living now, that that means I didn't die, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but like I can see usage in it very, very much so. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course, that's just something to you know think about. Uh, I know personally when I when I read, read present tense, since I grew up reading a whole bunch of not that good YA mm-hmm. fiction, uh, I my mind straight up goes to like YA and like how they play with those e- emotions in that um, aspect. But yeah, I mean, like as you said, I guess there isn't a need for a frame anymore because it's already mm-hmm. assumed that most stories that we read are fiction you know? yeah but yeah I, I don't know it's just something i was wondering about i mean all new mediums often struggle with that mm-hmm. like nowadays um with a lot of podcast narratives actually there's people there, there's sort of um a feel a lot of times that you have to explain why there's a recording of this mm-hmm. right why are we recording the story is there like a especially if you read a lot or listen to a lot of the like a popular uh, narrative podcasts in the last couple of years, especially when it first started blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have some sort of conceit about why this is being recorded. Right. But over time, more and more, we've been going away with that. And it's like, actually you can just do whatever you can just, we can just hear people's voices. Cause it's a story. It doesn't matter why we are listening. Anyway, this is a giant tangent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially because this conceit wasn't even in the story. So I apologize, but <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's a good stuff, and and either way, it's definitely something to really, to really think about when it comes to uh, going into your next story. Just you know, keeping staying conscious of the choices you are making. You know, mm-hmm. so instead of the story writing itself, you write the the story with purpose. Sure, yeah. You know, um, but back to Sarah Penguin's story. This, as we've already said, we've we've gushed over it plenty. It's a, it's a really solid story. Uh, I think you really do get to the bottom of these emotions and you portray it in a way that is a lot more showy. I mean, and there really isn't any telling within Mm -hmm. this, which I think is really great, you know, that is showing a lot of growth within you as a writer. And so, yeah, I'm I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been really great because we've been doing this podcast for two years. I think Sarah Penguin has basically been since the beginning when we joined Doof. Um, I mean, I think very early on joined us. And so it's just been really cool to see that growth mm-hmm. um, since then. I mean, yeah, I, all of y'all listening should, um, if you've been writing for a while, go and uh, read one of your old stories oh. and then compare it to <laughs> one of your new stories, you know, put them side by side. Yeah. Um, and you can feel how much you've grown. And I, that motivates me anyway, to be like, actually, this practice has been really good for me. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's get into the listener submitted story section. Exactamundo. So. The best part about Do the Right Thing is we when we talk about all the listener sub submitted stories, those little 30-minute pieces that you send in to us, post on our subreddit for us to read. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be talking about stories by Blari345, Kasubalu V2, No Goodbye, and Jarby Jazz. Heck yeah. And the first story from that long list of people we will be talking about is by Blari345 with Whispers in the Wall. Um, so this is a fun, uh, short, uh, I don't know, exploration, if that's a right yeah, term. Yeah, it, it's definitely a uh, interesting one. Yeah, so we have um, a character listening, hearing some really <laughs> creepy whispers. Um, 
that yeah they sound super creepy they sound like there's a ghost in the wall or someone dying somewhere yeah. um and the main character sort of freaking out about this and uh finally identifying where they think the sound's coming from from a pipe mm-hmm. um and then when they uh like they break off the pipe uh because they're just so worried about this yeah. <laughs> um and uh it seems like the sound was just coming from someone having trouble like with tech support somewhere else in the building and then mm. the sound had just carried and then it sort of ends with like i'm never gonna tell anyone about how i freaked out about some sound coming from a pipe yeah so i think it's fun i, I think it does leave a little bit of still of a mystery of like hmm, hmm was it was there something going on and they just like felt relief once they found another excuse or was it really just another person elsewhere in the building yeah yeah no uh and yeah i I mean like i uh really enjoy this story it reminds me a lot of um the beginning part of a stephen king novel i think it's called salem's lot Mm -hmm. where like uh the main character is like listening to what he thinks is like rats in the wall and then it (laughs) turns out there might be people in the walls um but yeah i mean i think that this has a really fun twist twist ending um and i think that there is some pretty solid tension like built like as he is like looking around this uh room and like really sort of uh freaking out only to find out that it is a tech support so yeah i think it it is a really nice twist i think the only thing that um could possibly elevate this story is if there is a lot more like if if there are more moments of uh, curiosity and discovery in the beginning before Mm -hmm. we we really get that 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 twist and rip off the the, yeah. yeah yeah exactly to where you know like ooh, maybe it could be a poltergeist ah you know mm-hmm. like and really building that uh, that moment but like as is it is really solid uh and yeah i think the uh, ending really did make me laugh uh especially how it sort of like it ends very open-ended mm-hmm. so really good um yeah i thought that was a good exploration of this sort of uh confusion and and discovery and such mm-hmm. next story is by Kasulu v2 with i'll just put a pin in that <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a fun no. title. Uh, so this one's pretty cool. Um, we open with uh, the description of patchwork shadows, which is an interesting phrase, and that sort of is the oh, the main tagline, I guess, for the monster in this. Mm-hmm. So this person is uh, in front of an alleyway. They get a call from a, from on their phone in a very creepy sense. It feels like they've already like ha- they're halfway through a haunting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the voice on the line, which is described that it, it sounds like um, the, it, w- it was the voice of a sewing machine stitching together a multicolored canvas into a much larger work, uh, which billowed in the wind. Which is interesting because we have no idea how <laughs> that is a voice, you know? And I think that um, is a fun mystery. Mm-hmm. But uh, they accept a job from this thing um, to uh, do something probably legal, I believe. Um, and then get drawn into the alleyway via threads. Um, and we have that sort of patchwork, the rainbow patches in the darkness, mm. sort of becoming that motif of this monster before it finally leaves and they, you know, they have to go carry out this job. Um, and there's no evidence of this patchwork monster except a red thread from their neck leading mm. somewhere. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and yeah. Creepy. Now, yeah, this this story does really up the uh, creep factor. I also think that the motif and uh, and like imagery of this monster is really cool. 
Um, Not that we ever, like, see it, see it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, we see, like, pieces, you know. It mm-hmm. uh, reminds me a bit of, like, the classic Candyman, if if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Uh, how, you know, you might see, like, you know, it, and it's, like, pointing towards this much larger threat, right? But overall, I, I just think I really like this story. I think it starts off really solid to where we can tell that this main character is very apprehensive about taking on this job. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, the beginning is really great at, at setting up that that tension. And then when we do actually, like, meet this, this monster, I love how we don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know in a lot of... In a lot of horror stories, I can understand wanting to show this like creation that of you you've made up in your head. But I think it works better with not seeing it, mm-hmm. um, especially since you know there is much more to to the story. This is going to possibly go out and uh, carry out this deed. Which I mean, when I first read it, I was thinking, oh. Uh, he's uh, pushing drugs, but probably not. Probably something more. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, overall, I I really dug this uh, this story. It's a bit it's a bit early because Halloween. Oh wait, well consider uh, we could rewrite it for a contest. We might Ooh. do a contest for, for Halloween. Yeah. Um, I haven't decided what our theme for next month is going to be, but um, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll so. be spooky adjacent. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like. That. But um, yeah, no, this is great. I really like. It, the monster description and and is especially the voice on oh, the yeah. phone that's my favorite so mm-hmm. appreciate that <laughs> definitely definitely well, all right up next is by no goodbye with special case um so this is a fun story um i don't know if are, are you on slash or slash writing prompts at all i am yeah um it just it reminds me of of those which there's some excellent stories on there actually but you know there's a lot of prompts that come up over and over yeah a lot of them have to do with different versions of death and stuff yes so <laughs> i've read so many um you know it, it stuff like that and this is this is fun this is a, a different thing that i hadn't mm-hmm. seen before so um but uh there is the the main character has been expecting death for a while and we definitely get the sense very early on that they are some kind of immortal figure that like wrestles with death or something or yeah. has a chess match or something um, to keep on living. But they haven't had a match in a while. And uh, at the door is uh, someone who's not death, but is also a reaper um, dressed up in a reaper thing, but clearly like, too young and not as serious. Yeah. Hmm. And a starter reaper. Yeah. And we get a bit of like a world building and just some banter basically going back and forth with this immortal character that does not understand new technology and then this young, um, basically, I don't want to say intern, but like entry level, maybe. Yeah. Mid, like mid level, <laughs> en- entry mid level. A like death. Door to door. Yeah. Deathman. Deathman. <laughs> um, basically, that uh, the job of death has been uh, there's been a big reorganization of the underworld, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's done more through like a gig economy. I think it's with apps yeah. telling them how to do stuff. It's, it's just, it's a fun. Sort of a little satirical take on that. And then, um, but uh, for a moment of humanization at the end, the new Reaper passes along a message to this immortal figure saying, hey, and and there's a message from death saying, hey, hey, old buddy, old pal, I'm really sorry. I can't do your final match to kill you. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's it's just things have changed and I can't do that anymore. But sending over a Valkyrie. And uh, she's going to give you the fight of your life. You're going to die. <laughs> and then you're going to go to um, Valhalla. And it'll be great. You're going to love it there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a sweet moment between them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I I really dig this story. Um, first and foremost, because of the uh, ba- because of the back and forth in the beginning between this uh, this character and this like deaf servant. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but whenever I I hear a de- a depiction of of death mm-hmm. and like deals, I immediately think of of Bill and Ted. Okay, I thought you were gonna say um, Billy and Mandy. Billy and Mandy, mm, close, close. I mean, that is like a really good representation of death. But the version in Bill and Ted is hilarious because mm-hmm. he's German for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the one in Billy and Mandy is Jamaican. Jamaican, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about that. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, Jamaican skeleton. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I think that this story does does really well at like keeping a lighter tone uh, through uh, throughout it. I mean, even uh, when we get this this note, the note, even though the note is saying, "Oh yeah, you're gonna die. We're mm-hmm. we're gonna kill you," it's still sweet. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like two old old friends saying, "Like, hey." I'm sorry that I couldn't make it to uh, your daughter's graduation. Basically, basically, like it, it carries that that like same tone. Um, so yeah, overall, this is, is a really strong and like fun story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like how I think it was like towards the end of the first section. Um, they sort of speculate on who this person is. They're like, is he is he Sisyphus? Is he mm-hmm. someone else? Someone else? And it, and it's, and it's never really answered. Which I like. Well, it's Adamas, but I don't know. Adamas, if yeah. yeah. So I just did a Google. The oh, the a name goggle? a goggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the character's Adamas, which I think in Greek or otherwise, like it's a it, like it's related to adamantium, you know, invincible. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? No, it's just like I was like, oh, like a Marvel reference. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but there is not like a specific person in mm. Greek. Um, myths and stuff that is named out of mass but, okay so but, his name is just invincible yeah okay. but it, i think it's fun because it basically um in this story it's like we we have totally forgotten about this guy mm-hmm. so yeah i, I kind of love it uh, on yeah and i guess they they uh, did the uh, say have you played hades no oh <laughs> you've played hades um well because i know like the the main character of hades is a actual person in the mythology mm. but it's a person that over time, is basically just turned into Dionysus, mm. right? So they sort of like lost their own story. So it could be could be something similar. Um, but back on the the story, yeah, I just uh, really in, enjoy how it took this uh, this person who is their their own character, but like sort of built this this lore um, uh, around it. And yeah, I just think that you know this is a really cute uh, story about death. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, very fun. All right. Our final story for this week is by Jarby Jaffs with a conversation while waiting for rain, which is like the title of every Midwest emo album I've ever listened to. I like that. Yeah. Waiting for rain would be a cool, I don't know, I like that feel. Yeah, that feels like a like a slow punk band. If, sure. if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. You know more about it than I do. I doubt. I don't know much. <laughs> anyway, uh, so basically, um, these two characters, um, who are, I believe are are cousins, right? Yes. Yes. Just cousins. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, main character and then their cousin Brandon, who calls them uncle, mm, um, yeah. as a sign of respect, but also like it's not really that respectful because um, the their brother that they hang out with more often is um, younger than them and they don't get called, uh, or is older than them and they don't get called uncles. It's basically just like a little offended. Yeah. They call him me old. But um, basically, I don't yeah. I like that explanation. But anyway, they are having a conversation um, on a boat as they're waiting for the inspections. 
this is um we sort of discover as we read that this is the same story uh world that driver jess has been writing in for a while with the necromancers and flesh crafters and whatnot mm-hmm. but this is with characters that are barely related to that conflict at all yeah, which i like yeah. the the port has been closed just because they're inspecting people for flesh crafter stuff um and what's fun is that the main character doesn't know anything about magic basically at all and then this <laughs> young kid is like oh yeah there was a talking bird that landed here i paid them for uh for a newspaper and the main character is like oh yeah i totally know that birds can deliver mail and talk yeah very confused yeah so that was fun and um i just thought that it was a fun interaction between them and as the uncle character who's not an uncle is trying to not seem uncool yeah and failing <laughs> yeah i mean really like this this whole story is just you know them like as it says they conversation as they're waiting for for rain you know and i think that uh this story works really well with uh establishing both of these 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 characters creating this really fun die dynamic something that i've definitely felt when i go to like a family reunion you like meet your like uh, play cousin who's who's like older mm-hmm. and you know you like go back and forth but you're also razzing each 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 other so yeah it, it really does work really well um and i also like how it is doing a bit more i guess world 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 building in this wider world but it is completely divorced from this mainline story mm-hmm. that um, that we have been uh reading was i think was a really strong choice because we get to start back from ground zero uh there are no redcons or like uh, whatever so yeah i just think it's a really strong story that um the characters and the dialogue really do push this um story forward so yeah overall really really good yeah i thought the um the wonderings of this main character were fun and um especially the the offense that they're taking by being called uncle yeah i I just like that very much um i did feel i think that the like asides and the thoughts that were like there there was two kinds of description obviously there was one that was just normal description of action and viewing and whatnot um and then there was the other that was um, like specific thoughts of the main character. Yeah, and I thought that w- the story was supposed to be like entirely within the these are all thoughts kind of style, mm-hmm. um, but it did feel I don't know how to describe it like a little bit. When I was reading it, I was con- confused at those bits when it was like directly in the main uh, uh, when it was directly in the main character's head. Um, but I think that's because those thoughts don't have something different done to them basically like if they were bolded or mm-hmm. like italicized we we could get that um differentiation well see that's the thing that i'm wondering is because like i read some of these like uh what on earth is a news bird that i don't think needs to be italicized you know yeah. like because that is that works the narrative i don't know there was there was some I had some feeling. I don't know yeah. how to describe it, and this is making very bad critique. No, but I, but yeah, there were there are moments where some of these asides fit into the voice of how this story is being told, but then there were others that were more, I guess, conversational, but weren't actually being said. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's just that. Okay, so I think what it is, there are some lines that I think should be bolded, mm-hmm. and then some the lines that are not bolded, uh, italicized, and some that shouldn't. Okay. Um, I mean, they don't have to be like you know your formatting is whatever. I just like you know conventionally. Um, but it's very strange of like where that line is and how I feel like there is a line. Like okay, very early on, um, uh, there's this just a two sentence paragraph. Need to have a word with him about calling me uncle. 
would give the locals the wrong impression, seeing as we're cousins. Which is, it's interesting because, like, I feel like the need to have a word with him about calling me uncle, sort of a note to self, would be the italicized word-for-word thought, right? Whereas, it would give the locals the wrong impression, seeing as we're cousins, would not. Mm. Does that make any sense? No, yeah, yeah. Because, like, one is description, and one is, like, just a personal thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm squinting a lot at Jarvis because I'm I'm uncertain. (laughs) No, but no, that that does make perfect sense. And I think to alleviate that confusion would be to be conscious of Mm -hmm. like what is a question or a line that is more describing the physical Mm -hmm. and what should should stay in the mental and i feel with a with a story like like this if you do get that sort of dynamic down it would really benefit this uh, this story and it would even take it up a a notch because we're not only getting a really strong character voice but we're also within this this main uh, character's head which just allows us to care more um about them um but yeah i, I would say like i was also con- confused on some of those uh, those not uh, those lines and i just sort of like relegated that along with everything else being said in the main character's head mm-hmm. which means that we're in in their head and they are describing everything through this filter mm-hmm. um but yeah finding that uh, that line would be really good i don't know how much of this is just like us picking something and deciding that that is the reason that we felt off or something well no i mean i mean yeah because i mean besides that everything else is is great yeah Yeah. the the dialogue is great the uh, characters are pretty relatable i love the dynamic i just feel that that was the only part of it that i was unsure about when i I was reading it well um, I hope we are correct. Regardless, thank you very much, Robbie Jazz, <laughs> yeah. for the story, and we did very much enjoy it. Very much so. So, we would like to say a big old do the right thing thank you to everyone who did submit a story this week. So, thank you very much to Sarah Penguin. Thank you, Blari345. Thank you, Kasubalu V2. Thank you, No Goodbye. And thank you, Jarvie Jazz. We really we- appreciate your submissions. Yeah, very much so. We got plenty of submissions this week, so we appreciate it. Also, we would like to say thank you to everyone who did leave two or more comments. Leaving comments, not only under your own story, but under someone else's, um, will not only condense all of your ideas on your story so that everyone can see it, but you're providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only improve them and you into better writers. So, thank you very much to Jarby Jazz, Kasulu V2, No Goodbye, and Sarah Penguin. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Um, absolutely. If you want to be like all these wonderful writers and send in your story to do the right thing, just go to slash r slash do the right thing. Um, set a 30 minute timer and write a short story, uh, using three of four randomly generated words that we are, are going to announce at the end of the podcast. You, you don't generate them yourself. I mean, you can, you can do that. Yeah, but we won't read it. So, well, I mean, I would, I would read it. We would read it, but will we still talk about it? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Depends on how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also post your story in the, uh, what have you been writing thread, which we have once a month now. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot to post one for September. That's great. I've consistently forgotten to post a new one um, for each month in the middle of the month. So it's almost like it's intentional. Because I post it around the 15th every time. Mmm, the Ides. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I forgot the Ides are a thing. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason. Something happened back in the day that made it. Ides of March, yeah. Well, yeah, but like, was that a thing before that? Yeah. Before Shakespeare? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a Roman thing, especially. Okay. The Romans, um, basically every two weeks, they would have a market day where everyone mm-hmm. brings their stuff to market. I think that might, might have been the Ides. Might have been a different thing. And they had a lot of holidays because they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. So they had like a festival like every other week. Because they didn't have TV. They didn't yeah. have in they yeah. had games probably. Probably, like, but they didn't have like good games. Yeah. They didn't have baseball. They or they have didn't have like settlers of Catan. Uh, Catan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or D and D. You think <laughs> that they would have conquered everything if they still if they had settlers of Catan? I think they would have been content mm-hmm. because because like they because they would be like, okay, why go to war? When I can just... When I can breed more of these fucking camels. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Also, if you want to send us a message of any sort, just saying, hey, telling us how you're doing, uh, any problems that you're having in your personal life, actually. You, can, you, you Actually, don't. Don't do that. I don't want to hear your personal problems, well, to be okay. You can, I, you can I send help. that to me, personally. Yeah. Um, you, do you have a Doof Media email yet? I don't. You can ask for one. I could, yeah. Probably sometime in the future, there will be a Jarvis at DoofMedia.com email. Yes, and you can send me anything. You can send me memes, too. Uh, fanfic? Fanfic, um, as long as it's not terribly smutty. Okay, um, it could be smutty. Just, just a little bit. Just fanfic enough to, like, get about us? That's self-insert. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Get involved in the show. Yeah, anything but smut. Like we, we, like, like, we really liked your story, you yeah, know? we... We really... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. But uh, if you want to send us anything, send us your your story, or if uh, for, for any reason you want additional critiques on a certain story, you can send that to our uh, rightthingcast at gmail.com email, and we'll be sure to check that periodically. I really liked your up and down voice for all of that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Um, regardless, if you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast and hit that notification bell Bing. so you can see it as soon as it comes out. You'd also get the notification that this episode is going to be late. It's going to be a couple, it's going to come out later in the day than normal. Yep. Um, and you would know that if you followed us. And if you didn't know that, well, should have, should have been, should have followed us on Twitter. Should have. And also, you know, what it could have. Of course, if you want to support us and everything else happening in Doof Media, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. Uh, each month, if you donate $10 or, or more per month, you will not only be able to vote in everything upcoming in Doof, but you will also get access to exclusive bonus content, in, including our personal Doof Overs and Doof After Darks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, actually... Um a new episode of the high ground just uh, became public that oh, is nice. one of our bonus content podcasts but they're releasing some of their old, older things so if you want to hear uh ruben elliot and um uh both of elliot's sisters uh talk about pirates of the caribbean um it's out it's really fun they, they just have uh what what you made that like a confused face oh i thought it was caribbean no it's caribbean wow Touche turtle. I mean, it might not be. I just much prefer it to say it that way. I don't yeah. like it when people say Caribbean. I mean, you're South American. But, but that's not even <laughs> close. It's not. No. It's like a middle America. I'm probably... Actually, Uruguay is, is further from the Caribbean than Texas is. Is it? Texas is right next to it. That is true. You know, it's it's in we, the Gulf. Yeah, Uruguay has a, has a Brazil in between, so... Mm, so you're Brazilian. That's not... <laughs> 
Anyway, yes. um, so you can find that on the, the Doof Media website. There's mm-hmm. always um, so much else going on in Doof Media. Um, on Friday, the Doofcast on Groundhog Day is going to come out. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to that, it's going to be pretty fun. Um, we also have actually Doof and Chill on Friday. I forgot about that. So we're going to be playing Jackbox or something else um, online. Um, I wait, no, no, we changed it. We changed it. We, we do have a Doof and Chill okay. this, this Friday, coming right up, the 17th. Um, oh, I thought... I thought today was Thursday. Whoops. Anyway, Friday. Um, and instead, we're going to be streaming um, a big watch party of uh, the first few episodes of Invincible. The, the, oh, uh, I love that The show, show yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be on our Twitch because Twitch lets us do that. I think you do have to have Amazon Prime to watch it. Okay. Um, but if you have Amazon Prime, you can go, uh, go to see our Twitch stream and we'll all watch it together and comment on it and maybe heckle the show probably not <laughs> but we'll, we'll probably be silent we'll be we'll be we'll talk in the chat at the very least mm-hmm. so that'll be fun um but yeah that's all we have for y'all i do have one more thing to tell y'all about but it's actually not doof media related what and is in fact i'm gonna take a quick pause with jarvis here to actually tell him what i'm what i'm talking about um so the thing i i have brought uh uh this week is um another another member of uh doof media uh, sent this to me, and I'm really glad that he did. Um, it's the Effective Altruism um, Creative Writing Contest that they're having right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has $10,000 in prizes That's for good stories, and y'all are really good writers. I actually really think that y'all um, would have a good shot at um, winning one of those. So basically, what they are asking for is um, basically like a sort of rational fiction, some sort of um, short story, nonfiction or not, mm-hmm. that uh, promotes, you know, belief in sciences and solving problems in the world or celebrates the problems that we have solved, um, that sort of thing. Um, so if you want to go see that, you can go uh, into our description where we have a link for it. Um, let me go look at what the prizes are. It's pretty impressive prizes, actually. Um, hold on. So the um, top two categories uh, of fictional and creative nonfiction will have a $2,500 top prize. Mm-hmm. And then five honorable mentions will have 1000 each. So there's a, that's kind of a lot of options for, for winning. Um, and uh, you will have to submit it, I think, on their forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll be in consideration. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so if you want a chance to win uh, $1,000 to $2,500 and um, also, you know, add your story to the world, uh, promoting, you know, good things, then yeah. um, go to the link. And this is rational fiction slash rational nonfiction? Yeah, basically, more or <clears throat> okay. less. Or just science promoting, science celebrating. Okay, I see. Um, progress celebrating, that kind of thing. That seems to be... Um, I mean, there's a big description and examples in the in the post. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm guessing we should probably link that in yes, the description. Yes, we will. And finally, the deadline is October 29th. So you have a bun- about a month and a half That's to get great. those in. Yeah, mm-hmm. so please, if you want to win fantastic prizes and uh, promote some good in this backwards world, mm-hmm. you can uh, submit your story to this fantastic contest. Heck yeah. All right, let's 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 close out the episode. This has been one of our longer ones in a while. Yes, it has. So, next week, the words that you will be using in your fantastic stories. And again, you know, this is still the month of September, so it's mm-hmm. a one-scene story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the words for next week are predict, convulsion, valid, and rent. Fun words. So, to predict, which is to guess about the future, mm-hmm. um, ideally trying to be correct. 
Um, so a synonym would be to uh, prophesize, prophesize, yes, or otherwise try to see the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, the next one is convulsion, which is uh, when the body moves in bad. the way, badly. Yes, <laughs> it's a bad move. It's a bad uh, move. Typically, people that have seizures are uh, con- convuls- convulsing. Convulsing is that how you convulsing? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, convulsion. Could that also be like... It sounds like revulsion. Yeah. But not. Could a convulsion be like an impulse that someone does? So if there's a convulsion, is there a provulsion? Pro- provulsion? Or just vulsion? Provulsion. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds like perversion. If you all want to write about provulsions, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want to to see what that means. Yeah, per, uh, per, uh, provulsion nonfiction mm-hmm. is, is what we wrote. Um, so, yes, that's convulsions. Yeah. Um, valid, which is when something is acceptable. Yeah, validated. Validated. Mm-hmm. Um, so your ticket can be valid if yeah. it is acceptable. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are always valid. Always. Well, yeah. almost always. I mean... Is is there a time when feelings aren't valid? If you're just being a dick. Well, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. just choosing to be mad okay, or something like that, you know? Yeah. But, you know, of course, when someone's being a dick, there's probably, like, other underlying yeah, reasons. Yeah, but it's like why. if they're choosing to be, like, a victim, you know what I mean? I see, Like, if they're yeah. not really at all, mm-hmm. and they're just, like... But they're doing it because it makes the, their yeah. selves look be- better. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you... Prescribe to that thing. But most almost actually, I really shouldn't even mention that because almost all feelings are valid. Yeah, your feelings all. are valid, listener. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wanting to, this us to get on with it. That's a valid. That's a feeling. valid feeling, which means that we're going into Rent, which is a fantastic musical, one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to any of it actually. You really need to to see it. It's about the um AIDS epidemic. Um, but it's also about, you know, being poor and not being and able to last week's make... rent. Last week's rent. Or is it yeah. last month? I don't know. How we're gonna pay last year's rent oh, is last it. year's. Sorry. Which is why it's terrifying. Because they're literally years behind on, on rent. But they're all squatters. <laughs> so they have, like, rights to, uh, to, like, live there. But it's, like, really fun. It is definitely a product of the 90s. So um, to yeah, rent, rent is to uh, gift payments for the use of something even though you do not own it yes sometimes you are people will rent a car mm-hmm. indefinitely mm-hmm. Tip- i think typically when it comes to renting you are paying to to use it mm-hmm. without the possibility of owning mm-hmm. it so it's not like rent to own it's, it's just not a lease yeah yeah exactly this is actually you can sign a lease to like have something temporarily right can't you yeah because i signed a lease for this place yeah and i don't own this place that, yes that is mm-hmm. perhaps just a rent contract yeah. I don't know words, actually. I don't think there's any other definition for rent, is there? Uh, oh, a rent could be like a tear in something. Like a, Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Like, a, like a rent in fabric. Yes. Yes. Or rent in the fabric of time. Ooh. Fabric seems to come up a lot yeah. with rent. Fabric rent? Rent fabric? You, you can also rent fabric at Joanne's Fabric. You could rent a horse. Yeah, but who will want a horse? Unless you're like a horse girl. For your... The guy that you oh, mentioned yeah. earlier, but we're not. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to say anything else. I want to move on right now. I, I, let's. Uh, what, what's the what's the story you're now? The story I'm going to write next week is about Mr. Hands. No, I don't no, want you not. to name him. Um, so the story I'm going to be writing next week is um, going to be about a man stuck 
in a, a black void. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the reason why he is stuck here is because he predicted the end of the world. Right. So to um, not die during that, he got a bunker under a tree. Okay. Um, and But the issue is that down deep in the heart of the world, Texas. There, in the heart of Texas, there are gases that cause him to convulse okay. very periodically. But it's also the only way for him to possibly um, live, right? But he does this two years before the world actually ends. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that his ideas and feelings aren't valid, mm-hmm. right? Um, but... Uh, the, the the plus side is that, yes, A, he will survive the end of, of the world. And also, he's living there rent-free. Rent mm-hmm. um, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah. What about you? What what amazing 20-word uh, story are you going to be writing? Um, so, someone was really afraid about going into planes. Oh, we're counting words? We're counting words. Oh, no. You're at seven right now. Uh, flying into planes and decided to rent a dog that would predict when bad things would happen so they went to the airport and then the uh airport people were like that's actually not a valid dog you can't bring the dog and he was like i want to bring the dog and they were like you can't bring the dog and they were like you really can't and he was like but i really want to and they were like you really really can't (laughs) and uh he was like okay fine can you take care of the dog they were like no we can't just take care of the dog you gotta take the dog back and he was like, but my flight is now, or whatever. And then they were like, okay, we'll just book you a different flight, come back tomorrow. And so he took the dog back, and um, he he gave the dog back to the people <laughs> that he rented the from. And then he went back to the airport, and then he got on the plane, right? Because this time he doesn't have the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he got on the plane, and then the plane took off. And um, then the pilot had convulsions and died, and the, the plane crashed. It wouldn't have happened. He could have the dog. Was he valid? Was he valid in that situation? No, because he didn't have the dog. The dog wasn't valid. Didn't have a certificate. Wow. A valid validity. That sounds like um, the uh, B side story of mm-hmm. that Hachigo story. The the dog that waited for his like master. Oh, it's at so the sad. I want to talk about it. Do the right thing and don't mention it. Do the right thing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do the right That's thing. A show. Don't mention it.